of what sort is cognitive experience by frederick j e woodbridge this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org of what sort is cognitive experience by frederick j e woodbridge professor dewey's recent article in this journal footnote the postulate of immediate empiricism volume two number fifteen page three ninety three end footnote has definitely contributed to a clearer understanding of what the term real means to many advocates of immediate empiricism and pragmatism the real is simply that which is experienced and as it is experienced it would seem that there could be little further misunderstanding on that point the challenge to the pragmatist to tell what he means by reality appears thus to have been met successfully if it were necessary to lend external authority to professor dewey's exposition one might cite the ancient statement of aristotle that reality is whatever can be the subject of investigation from such a definition of reality it is evident that reals may differ from one another in any way in which they are found to differ and that consequently there may be true reals and false reals if warrant can be found for such a distinction among the things which may be investigated there is no need of an elaborate proof to show that this definition in spite of rather just because of its simplicity and obviousness is the only fruitful definition of reality the history of thought is in evidence to the metaphysician it is a real blessing for it frees him from the trivial question whether there is anything real at all and turns him to the more fruitful and important question what is the nature of the real when it is most fittingly and appropriately defined now it is just that question which seems to cause confusion and dilemma and it is here that further clarification is needed for the natural and obvious answer to the question when is reality most fittingly and appropriately defined seems to be this when it is truly defined that this answer is the cause of the greater part of current controversies about pragmatism is obvious enough it seems worth while therefore to say something about it and elicit possibly further discussion from professor dewey and others the dilemma in question is apparent if reality as true is but one sort of reality or one sort of experience how can it possibly be affirmed that the nature of reality is most fittingly defined when we have that sort when that is reality is experienced as true the answer occasionally given that it is thus most fittingly defined because defined in a way which most usefully meets the needs which raise the demand for definition seems to many minds to be unsatisfactory the reasons for dissatisfaction vary much from quaking fear for the possible loss of an absolute to a genuine conviction that the whole knowing experience is a transcendent kind of experience related to all other kinds in a way in which they are not related to it i willingly leave the absolutist to his fears but would say something in favor of the transcendence of knowledge as what i have to say has been definitely shaped in its formulation by professor dewey's article i use some of his expressions to bring out the point i would raise for discussion in each case says professor dewey the nub of the question is what sort of experience is meant or indicated a concrete and determinate experience varying when it varies in specific real elements and agreeing when it agrees in specific real elements so that we have a contrast not between a reality and various approximations to or phenomenal representations of reality but between different reals of experience and the reader is begged to bear in mind that from this standpoint when an experience or some sort of experience is referred to 
some thing or some sort of thing is always meant now this statement that things are what they are experienced to be is usually translated into the statement that things or ultimately reality being are only and just what they are known to be or that things are or reality is what it is for a conscious knower whether the knower be conceived primarily as a perceiver or as a thinker being a further and secondary question this is the root paralogism of all idealisms whether subjective or objective psychological or epistemological by our postulate things are what they are experienced to be and unless knowing is the sole and only genuine mode of experiencing it is fallacious to say that reality is just and exclusively what it is or would be to an all-competent all-knower or even that it is relatively and piecemeal what it is to a finite and partial knower or put more positively knowing is one mode of experiencing and the primary philosophic demand from the standpoint of immediatism is to find out what sort of an experience knowing is or concretely how things are experienced when they are experienced as known things again professor dewey says in a footnote the adequacy of any particular account of the truth experience is not a matter to be settled by general reasoning but by finding out what sort of an experience the truth experience actually is i have italicized the word actually now my difficulty in getting a clear understanding of these and similar statements gets sharply pointed in the question in what sort of experience do i find out what any sort of experience is and is actually or otherwise is the answer to that question this in the sort of experience you are having at the time if so i find out what sort of an experience a moral experience is by having it and what sort a cognitive experience is by having it but how shall i distinguish a moral experience from one that is cognitive by having i suppose the answer would run a new experience in which the two are experienced as different such an answer and let it be kept in mind that i am not burdening anybody with such an answer but i'm using it as one which seems to be implied in the statement under consideration deserves to be pushed to its full limit in order to get a clear view of the sort of experience which it indicates so pushed it appears to me to be this if i am to find out what the different sorts of experience are how they are related to one another how they are distinguished what sorts of objects constitute them what has been their history what their promise is which of them may be called true and which false i must have an experience in which what i desire to find out is to some extent at least experienced but this desired experience which would contain within it all the possible riches of science and philosophy is just the sort of experience which is genuinely called a cognitive experience if therefore the suggested answer is the correct one it appears to me clear that in cognitive experience all other sorts of experience may exist without alteration for otherwise how could we find out what sort they are how could they be identified as the concrete particular sorts of experience indicated in other words in the cognitive sort of experience all other sorts appear to be transcended the nub of the question to use professor dewey's words once more is undoubtedly what sort of experience is meant or indicated but it would appear that this question can be answered only in a cognitive experience as i have said i burden no one with the answer which appears inevitably to lead to this conclusion yet i willingly take the burden myself while i do not like the word experience as an ultimate term in metaphysics 
I can find little objection to it when it is used as equivalent to some thing or some sort of thing, when thing may be apparently any term or any relation. Thus using the word, I can readily assent to such expressions as this. There are many sorts of experience, of which the cognitive sort is only one, and one which can be confused with the others only to the detriment of all. But I must now add that the cognitive experience is of such a sort that it enables us to tell what the others actually are when we ask the question about their sort. This question may not be asked and may not be answered. In that case, no one sort of experience is identified or distinguished. And what sort of an experience would that be if not precisely what we should mean by an unconscious experience? Footnote. That, I may remark, is why I dislike the word experience. Unconscious experience looks like a contradiction. End footnote. I do not know whether those philosophers who bear, by choice or by imputation, the name of pragmatists deny, as a rule, the transcendence of the cognitive experience as here defined. When it is denied, I see no alternative but to assert that in the cognitive experience all other experiences become altered. But, if we must have cognitive experience in order to have science and philosophy, and cognitive experience alters things, why then it appears to me that science and philosophy will be hugged to the bosom of the absolute idealist as his legitimate offspring. In the endeavor to escape from the barren consequences of the position that all experience is in its nature cognitive and cognitive only, or, in other words, that all things are states of consciousness, there appears danger of running to the opposite extreme. That is why, as it seems to me, the revolt against absolutism fails to convince many who are by no means absolutists. We attempt to give an account of experience which will commend itself to thought. How can we succeed if we raise the suspicion that any account of experience for thought must necessarily be not only partial and inadequate, but radically different from what experience is? Surely here is a point where discussion cannot fail to be important and profitable. End of of what sort is cognitive experience by frederick j e woodbridge <laughs>